and welcome to the Cage Fight Podcast, the show where we talk to you about Nicolas Cage and fight about it. Yeah, that's a good succinct summary of this fucking show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of our episode, folks. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's Nicolas Cage. Need I say more? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Love a twist on a classic phrase. Well, it's <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Why not? As always, we've got our hosts here. I'm Jess. I'm Mike. And I'm Taylor. And, and I'm up, trying I'm... to find a Lola Bunny meme on my phone that I saw earlier today, but I'm having <laughs> some trouble. So I'm just going to put my phone down now. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, hell and... nah. What's up, dog? And as always, upstairs running the boards and running the soundboard is our sound engineer, Dave. Stop all the downloading! We have a very special episode of Cage Fight planned today. Um, all in honor of Taylor's birthday, yes. Uh, yeah! Which, yeah! Yeah! And this is in honor, once again, of me surviving the 27 Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. A few times, because you just turned 69! Yeah! Yeah! Uh, we can cut that. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not turned 69. It's not that nice. Uh, I'm, I'm an old man, but just not that fucking old, so. That's okay. Uh, so, like, today we're not really doing a matchup. We are actually going to go back through all of the movies that have been eliminated thus far in Cage Fight. Wait, we're not doing a matchup? The fuck? Now, why are we doing this, Jess? Well, what the fuck are we doing this dumb shit for? Yeah, this fucking dumbass shit. (laughs) Well, I don't know about you dumb motherfuckers, but I wanted to have a definitive numerical ranking at the end of this from uh, best to worst. And this allows us in the future, when we watch other Cage movies, to just kind of, you know, put them in their ranking somewhere. We can can do this whole system. Oh, for sure. And, uh, and, uh, of course, if if all the people who've listened to the last episode, if, if this is still in the last episode didn't get edited out i have now watched all the cage fight movies that have been this on this true. so far mm-hmm. well not all of them because next week we have captain corelli's mandolin Ooh. so yeah it's such a a movie so good that it moved on in the bracket <laughs> <laughs> wow um, i really but, wish i'd gotten to know the people i'm working with better before i started doing this um i'm gonna go guys um that's that's my retirement from back in episode uh whatever episode that was Uh, but yes Um, we we have so many movies that have been eliminated to go through yeah and part of the reason part of the inspiration for this really is that jess became a uh, numerologist after the second time we watched is it knowing yes you're damn right it (laughs) was knowing i remember that it first appeared in episode four which is an important number uh that's true it's uh it's uh chris weber yeah. <laughs> Brett Favre. I'm Best sorry. announcer in the NBA. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> How are you from Wisconsin and you forget Brett Favre? Brett Favre. Hell yeah. 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 I, yeah. I was oh. mad when he went to the rival team, but I forgave him when he sent the dick pic. So Yeah, me too. Depending oh, sure. on what order that was. Well, I sure. also ultra forgave him when he got like $2 million loan from the Trump administration and oh, did yeah. nothing with it. Yeah. I ultra forgave him for that one. He probably just bought a bunch of morphine with it. Yeah. Anyway. So, so yes, what we're going to do on this episode, first we're going to take the first two eliminated movies, which are Bangkok Dangerous and USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. First one's eliminated in the show overall. We're going to vote on which one of those is better than the other, and then we will have a ranking of one and two. Then we're going to take in every other movie that's been eliminated thus far, and starting from the bottom of the list and moving upward, vote on whether that movie is better or worse than the one it's being paired up with. And we eventually stop when we hit the point where we get two votes for worse, 
and one for better, and it falls in at that number. Yes, and at some point we will start from the bottom, and then eventually we will get here. Yes. Well, right now we're we're at the bottom, but we're major bottoms right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Power bottoms. Uh, there's also front bottoms, I believe. Yeah, we got we got big pussies on show. And and for the first 16 episodes, we did not do the Amazon reviews bit. That's true. This time, I've gotten a single Amazon review for each of those movies that had not gotten an Amazon review in the past. I didn't have time to get a full list of them for everything, and it would take entirely too long to... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you want to give these losers a consolation prize of at least one Amazon review. <laughs> yes, yes. So... I guess we will uh, kick things off now. Our first couple movies we're going to talk about now are Bangkok Dangerous and USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. Now, Taylor, I have not heard your thoughts on on either of these movies, but let's just start with Bangkok Dangerous. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, so Bangkok Dangerous, I liked the beginning of it, like probably the first act or so when it's you're trying you're like you're trying to figure out what Nick Cage is exactly doing. Like, you know, he's killing people, but yeah. why? For what reason? And to be fair, it's never really explained. He just likes money, basically. Um, it's been almost two reason? years since I've watched this movie now. So Yeah. And the, the whole plot of it is that Nick Cage is like an international assassin who gets paid by various like scuzzy people around the world to do hits on people in various countries. Mm-hmm. He's taken one final job to yes in Bangkok. Uh, in Bangkok <clears throat> to uh, to to you know solidify the legacy of his career. But no, I will say first thirty minutes were great. After that, I was pretty bored by it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I liked it enough. Uh, I can definitely see why I got eliminated though, for sure. Definitely um, not the worst Nick Cage movie by a long shot. Yeah, this one I thought was not that bad frankly but uh kind of boring it had a thing going on with elephant imagery that we had a lot of laughs about i remember in the first yeah episode. the upside down elephant mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> now i mean is that just a term for uh unsolicited dick pic from a guy with a big dick <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> uh if his dick is soft that's bad luck well um <laughs> i thought that was just a sign that he was a shower not a grower uh, that's bad luck. Okay, yeah. Yeah, showers versus growers, that is very bad <laughs> luck, that's for sure. Well, I do have an Amazon review for this one. Um, it comes from Flyer, who wrote, Cage appeared to hate every second of production, for the title, and says, A movie full of stupid cliché, like a horrible 007 movie from the 1960s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. The Asian players did a good job, but the lead was cast poorly. Van Damme could have done this movie with his eyes closed, and I'm not that big of a fan. So, okay, so I have a problem with that, right? Mm-hmm. Van Damme would have not done a better job because I've seen Van Damme movies, and he's a fucking awful actor. Yeah. That's, that's the point, though. That's what makes his movies so good. It, that's true. I mean, uh, best. I mean, the, the movie. I think he was nominated for an Oscar, I believe, 15 times. And he won 14 of those Oscars just for his performance as Guile in Street Fighter movie. Yeah, yeah, as, <laughs> as he should have. As, as an American soldier who has a very thick Belgian accent. Makes sense. I actually think I have never seen a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. He squirted her. Oh, sorry, I'm just stealing bits from I've, action I've voice seen now. Bloodsport <laughs> and Street Fighter movie, and that's it, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you've probably seen a bunch of them. Those seem like a thing that you would marathon at some point. Oh, yeah, Wait. I've, I've seen a handful. Uh, um, I think, is it Oh no, I was Hard Target, the directed by Cage Fight alum, John Woo? Hmm. Um, oh, shit, okay. Oh, shit, all right. Was that in the, his late 90s period? Um, I think it was late 80s, early 90s. Oh, okay. In there somewhere, yeah. Cool, and obviously the other movie we have to vote against uh, about... 
is USS Indianapolis. Little, little Freudian slip there, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. Uh, this one first appeared on episode three, where it went up against Deadfall, and uh, that's and I'll as just far say, as it made it. Yeah, and that movie had no fucking chance versus Deadfall. Mm-hmm. This movie was painfully boring. Yeah. Painfully um, boring. And this movie literally in, ha- has a scene where just sharks just pick off people. And it literally happened in real life, by the way. I looked did, up the yeah. event. Yeah. And uh, they somehow made that boring. Yeah, I think uh, I probably said this on the episode, but if you want to learn about this, watch Shark Week instead of this movie. Yeah. I agree, yes. Because or even they're... watch Jaws, because they talk about it briefly in they that movie. Do. <laughs> oh, do they really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, um, that's wild. All right. Isn't that part of the whole, like, Quint speech that... Uh... Yeah, that's like Quint's backstory about... Yeah. Oh, fuck, mm-hmm. I know what... You... What? Um, I never pieced those two things together. I haven't watched Shark Week in a long time, but every Shark Week, there's, like, two or three different like TV documentaries about these events. Uh, and they're all way more interesting than this movie. Oh, for sure. I will say the only interesting thing about this movie, and I, you guys had the same problem, is that like for just a couple minutes in the movie, it goes to like Russian. Oh, yeah. It, well, uh, okay, that, but that was a torrent. <laughs> but, no, no, I mean, no, that, that was, was a legitimately the, That was purchased. the official rip. Yeah. That was the official yeah, rip was, of the movie uh, that we bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe what was uh, a 3D German Blu-ray copy of this movie to watch. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, no, this movie was horrifically boring, no matter what. Yes, it was. Uh, I, I genuinely did not like this movie at all. Making this movie is like making a movie about 9-11 where somebody's like trapped under a bunch of rubble yeah. for the entire runtime. Who See, the fuck would make a movie like that? It makes no sense. <laughs> and also, for whatever reason, co- uh, firefighters from like Sheboygan are in it. Like, they want what? Rat? Yeah, what the fuck? Makes no sense. Why would you make a movie like that? Greatest brats in the world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, really, though, they, this actually, this movie does kind of remind me of World Trade Center in that, like, the majority of the movie is a lot of people waiting around in sort of peril and nothing really happening that's interesting yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like the, the, the least interesting aspects of any post-tragedy experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just like waiting for rescue and not even like in a way where a suspenseful way. It's just kind of just a bad. snooze face. And, and I will say also the special effects of this movie are horrible. Just you could do better special effects in this movie fucking could. I, I bet I could if I had After Effects or something. But they are horrible. I've seen better special effects in like 90s video games. They're so bad. Yeah. It just cuts to like uh, randomly in the middle of the movie. They're uh, floating in the ocean then it cuts to like you can see a guy's hands and they're like splashing shark toys in a bathtub. Uh, (laughs) That would be legitimately better special effects than this movie. (laughs) That's what the budget was like for uh, that particular aspect of the movie. Well, um, I do have an Amazon review for this one, and it was... was, Why was was this in Russian? (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me that's what the review says. No. There was one that I wanted to do, but it was just entirely too long and mostly boring, but they did have a bit where they complained about how these are real heroes and not the the transsexuals that the media wants you to say are heroes but that was just one line in a in a a three paragraph thing that was mostly boring i I, i'm trying not to laugh at that good (laughs) lord wow wow. i bet Um, listen i I would love to see what that person's youtube feed looks like oh my god but uh i have one here from greg on maui who titled his review where where is he 
on Maui. He's on Maui. Or do you, I think he might be living on Molokai. I don't think he's living on Maui. <laughs> okay. Uh, he titles his review, Shame on Google. Okay. This was highlighted in black with stars that say, quote, Amazon's choice. Nowhere in the description does it indicate that the digital copy only works for Canadian residents. You must have a physical Canadian address in order to download the digital copy. Google Play verifies that you must have an IP address located in Canada. I asked Google Play if they would allow a USA resident to download the digital copy, and after some time on hold, the answer came back that this product was intended to be sold in Canada only. Then why is Amazon recommending the product as an Amazon's choice product, and why is this vendor selling it in the USA? For the record, this is for the Blu-ray. <laughs> um, I assume it's one of the Blu-rays that comes with the oh, digital, the digital download. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. But, um... Of course, there is no disclosure from the vendor or from Amazon, but after you receive the product and flip it over to see the reverse side, they do have extremely small print that does disclose that the digital copy is for Canadian residents. Of course, the true story of the USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage, is an American event that is part of American history of World War II, so why did Google Play only make it for Canadian residents? The reason appears to be bait and switch. What Google does is read your IP address on your computer, and if you're in the good old US US of A, they will direct you to the alternate site called Google Pay and then ask you to set up an account with your credit card to make you pay for the digital copy if you live in the US of A. Of course, they know that Amazon Patriots will be purchasing this Blu-ray, but the intention is basically simple. To Google Play, you must Google Pay. And that adds up to American Google greed. But if you happen to be Canadian, then it will be your lucky day, dot, 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 after you pay the high Canadian taxes and shipping costs, of course, to receive this Blu-ray, dot, dot, dot. Eh? Oh, come <laughs> you, on. You, okay. may be, you may be better off watching a fight at your local hockey game. <laughs> one star. That rocks. What? That's one of the best reviews of all time. First of all, shout out to all my Amazon patriots out there. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what I will say, too, is that you know what could have fixed this? Is the proud sponsor of this podcast, NordVPN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish we had a NordVPN. NordVPN you can make your IP address in Canada so you can set this up. Please sponsor us, NordVPN. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I love how he puts the, the rhyming in there and then the so many dumb jabs of Canadians. It's, it rocks. <laughs> yeah. How would this dumb motherfucker know if the fucking watching a fight at a... The, a hockey game. If you couldn't watch the fucking movie. <sighs> what do Canadians watch? All right, let me break it down. Uh, curling, hockey, hockey fights. Trailer okay. Park Boys, I think. <laughs> yeah, Trailer Park Boys, Alanis Morissette Unplugged. Uh, Letter Kenny. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know. Degrassi reruns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kids uh, in the Hall. Like, what? Uh, you know, Canada shit. Um, yeah. And so this guy made that whole list and was like, what's the funniest one? <laughs> Fights at a hockey game. Good specific. He should have had Canadian a, specific. He should have had like a like a like a like a jab at like poutine and like putting maple syrup on it or something. Like, it, come on, man, you can do better. I'm Get some ketchup chips or like, yeah, crack dinner. Come on. Uh, judging by the content of that review, I'm legitimately surprised that there's no like maple syrup joke. Yeah, in there. I mean, it feels <laughs> lacking in that respect, doesn't it? Or, yeah. or yeah. A moose, real, something about a moose. And like yeah. I said, real, real Canadian stereotype heads. You got to bring up Kraft Dinner. You got to bring up Kraft Dinner. If you're gonna do hacky Canada and jokes, Tim Hortons, you Tim Hortons, go oh yeah, all the way. Mm -hmm. I will say, and I know this is a very like dumb millennial thing to care about, but I will say Kraft Dinner is better than Kraft Mac and Cheese, just oh. by a little bit. 
shit. I only know of this from my Canadian friend that I met on Xbox Live. Crap Dinner is honestly really good. I like <laughs> I, it. Um, I shout out to Cam. You might be listening. Oh, shit. Well, you might know it from that Bare Naked Ladies song, If I Had a Million Dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did they I, mention Kraft Dinner? Yeah. Yet? yeah they if, do, yeah. if I had a million dollars, we wouldn't eat, have to eat Kraft Dinner, he says. Hmm. Um, and then uh, I think he, he likes to describe what he eats because uh, in the other song, he's talking about chicken to Chinese to Chinese Yeah, the chicken. Chinese chicken. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you have a drumstick and your breath starts ticking. Is that what he said? I think your brain starts ticking. Uh, sticking. Oh, Oh, okay. It makes no it. sense because uh, they're fucking brain dead from getting in so many hockey fights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so did this guy buy the Blu-ray and is upset because the digital specifically copy, the digital copy does not work? Like, I believe so, copy? yes. I, I, have, I have so many Blu-rays. I've want, never once done a digital copy on them. I never fucking So once. I did, um, and I remember I had a bunch of them in the ultraviolet thing that they had i think yeah. that was run by sony and then that got shut down and i lost all of them anyway so yeah. it's cool. good that i have the blu-ray i have uh, uh i have all my blu-rays on microsoft OneDrive, mm-hmm. uh so i hope that doesn't crash um <laughs> but i can't imagine like actually buying this movie and then going through more hoops to try to watch it like yeah i don't have a blu-ray player just thought it would look nice on the shelf, so I'm going to buy the Blu-ray, I'm going to download it, oh wait, Communist Canada came through, <laughs> yeah. and they're fucking punishing us Amazon patriots. Nothing more patriotic than shopping at Amazon. So I do uh, love the phrase Amazon patriots. That's, that's uh, <laughs> Amazon patriots, hell yeah, dude. Uh, from here on out, that is what all our uh, Amazon reviewers are going to be called. I believe uh, the Amazon patriots were part of the Rainbow Coalition that Fred Hampton was trying to make, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. It's you know because it's like uh, there's like a one of the groups Puerto Rican Amazon <laughs> and uh, it was the Brazilian leftist yeah. group in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Crowns, the Amazon patriots, the um, the young patriots. <laughs> yeah. The um, old Patriots, <laughs> the guns of the Patriots. <laughs> um, but Sons anyways, no, we, uh, we got a lot of MGS references. The Tom Brady cucks. Yes, we got a lot of other movies to talk about. So now we gotta, we gotta let's vote on these. So it's Bangkok Dangerous and USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. So which one are we all voting for? I think it's pretty obvious, honestly, from what yeah. we were saying already. Well, I yeah. think I think uh, we should do the countdown. Oh, okay, uh, uh, Dave, you want to give us a countdown? What? All right, fuck it. Let's just we, we don't. You want, you we want, don't want, you want a fucking what? countdown? What? what? Count down. Can you count what? up? Would that be a thing? Okay, I'll play. One, two, three. D- Bangkok Bang dangerous. Bang dangerous. Oh fuck! We actually got a countdown. I like yeah. it. I like it. <laughs> Um, he didn't say it though. Oh, yeah, it's true. I hope not to what? offend my Amazon patriots here, but I want to say it should have been called USS Indianapolis uh, Men That Are Cowards. <laughs> okay. um, because it, it should have been the USS. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, there are way more heroes than this goddamn transsexual media. <laughs> it should have been the USS Indianapolis 500. Yeah. There should have been a NASCAR race. <laughs> yes. Honestly, if this movie had. Dale Earnhardt chasing a bunch of soldiers and then crashing into the wall. <laughs> that would have been fucking awesome. Um, but instead, it had a bunch of fucking crybaby entitled uh, millennial soldiers. I don't, I don't know where I'm going yeah. with this, but our ranking currently are Bangkok Dangerous at number one. Whoa! Yeah! And USS Indianapolis yeah! Men of Courage at number two. Oh Whoa! man, that's actually even crazier. Yeah. All right. So what's the next two, Jess? 
Uh, no, this will just be one, and then we go from the bottom of the list, putting it against the other. Oh, so, okay, so, gotcha. Yeah, this is uh, Arsenal is our next eliminated one. Oh, which wow. had its first and only appearance in episode four, where it lost to Knowing. So, Taylor, you got some stuff to say about this? So, Arsenal was the one uh, where Nick Cage is reprising his role from Deadfall, right? As Correct. Eddie. He, I don't... Do they... They ever call him Eddie in the movie? I think I they remember. do. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, that movie was awful. Yeah. It was really fucking bad. And I remember uh, there was two brothers. One was an actor I don't remember. And the other was, uh, wasn't the main character from Entourage? Right? <laughs> I don't even remember. I, d- I don't know. I think it was the guy that was based off of like Mark Wahlberg's character in like Entourage. Hmm. Uh, not is it Jeremy Piven? No, no, no it's, Jeremy it's Piven's the, not in this. It's the other guy. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, He's kind of like shorter, kind of like curly hair. I haven't seen Entourage, so I only know Jeremy Piven and I've seen Turtle. Like one episode of it, maybe. But I, I, I will know say that that the actor character named Turtle. Yes, that, that but, actor was an Entourage. I remember that. Okay, and the if, main person it, I remember that I was surprised about was John Cusack. Yeah, John Cusack's in this oh, movie yeah. too. <laughs> uh, no, this movie was really awful. It had nothing to add. Uh, Nick Cage, uh, why is he in New Orleans now? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. No one really had good accents. Nope. Uh, and the only notable scene was where that guy gets shot in the nutsack with uh, Buckshot. Yes. In slow-mo. That's the <laughs> only slow-mo. one to remember, really. Uh, and uh, also, uh, I love how uh, Eddie, or Nick Cage's character's mob hideout is in an arcade. <laughs> yeah. Well, slash strip club? Yeah, I don't really know what was well, going on. That's there, the thing, but... though. So, so you have strip club. You gotta have to have strip club like mafia guy and Chuck E. Cheese. And if you combine those two people, you would create Nick Cage. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those strip clubs where you put a dollar in a cheese string, you get three quarters back, and you run over and play Space Invaders. <laughs> <laughs> you put in two dollars, you get one of those uh, ice creams that they have. They grab from the machine. <laughs> yes. and put... <laughs> And then you also get a lap dance too. So <laughs> beautiful. Honestly, sounds great. Let's go. Uh, so you put a quarter in a machine, you can play ski ball, and you put two quarters in another machine, you, you can play skeet ball. <laughs> oh man! Yeah! Well, yeah, this um, yeah, I think the big thing about this one for me was we reviewed Deadfall literally in the episode before this one, and then him reprising his role and just seeing oh, like the contrast between. I didn't the realize two that. Just, that that works so well. Uh, it did. You would think <laughs> it, it really just uh, highlighted how uh, little we needed to see him again. Yeah, <laughs> um, and his character is not nearly as good as in Deadfall. Yeah, no. not even close. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I can understand like taking an underappreciated Nicolas Cage character and being like, well, let, let's try to put this in something else. But then to not even like really utilize him. Uh, yeah, he's barely in the movie. Like it, there's no reason to even call him Eddie Money or whatever the fuck's name is. <laughs> like he, he could have, this just could have been some random Nicolas yeah. Cage movie. You don't oh, got to no. take him home tonight. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, rest in peace. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, so I have a review here from Alfonso Walker who titles it, Great Movie, comma, Alfonso Walker, parentheses, Construction Worker in the Office. So this is a five-star review, and the text is, Great Movie, comma, Alfonso Walker, parentheses, Construction Worker in the Office, did a good job in this movie. Thanks to Cher Foley, casting director. So, so wait, so the person who did the review, was they were they like an extra in this movie? They must have been in this movie at some point. Um, and they were also a construction worker on The Office. Like the, like the, the TV show, show The Office? Or just or? I, I, I can't tell, but The <laughs> Office, The Office 
is capitalized, but so is the first letter of every single <laughs> word in the review. See, so, I, uh, so I think me, either uh, Alfonso Walker was a construction worker in the office around where they were discussing this and making this movie, or he was a construction worker in the office and was the Ameri- also cast uh, in an American uh, workplace. In the yeah, office. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that That's one of the more confusing Amazon reviews that is coherent enough to where you understand what's going on. This Look, guy is this probably... This guy was tangentially related to the movie somehow, and he's happy about it, and I don't think we should take that away from him. No, he's... I mean, if, if you want to be happy about being in a movie that has like a 3% of Rotten Tomatoes, go for it. Who cares? I guarantee this guy is friends with the Amazon Patriot from last episode <laughs> that like worked in the fish store where they, <laughs> outside where they filmed the trust. Yeah. All right, I love that guy. Oh, oh shit. But yes, uh, I guess we'll move on to voting on this one now. So Arsenal is the subject, and now our first movie is USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. I don't think we need a countdown each time for this because we are all just going to say better or worse. All right. Oh, yeah. So what's everyone think? Um, oh, this is a hard one. I, I'm going to say better. So this one's better than US in, yes. in your opinion? Yeah. I just barely. Wait, I would also say it is better. Is it? The, oh, it's it's the oh. less competent movie, but it's it's, it's yes. shorter and it's shorter it, and it's got true. a little bit more to offer. That's it's true. got it's, a little bit more to offer. It's not as boring. That's it's a, certainly yeah. less competent, but at the end of the day, I'd rather watch uh, one guy shoot a gun one time and call that an arsenal uh, than watch <laughs> yeah. a bunch of guys float there. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, hours. you have to get you have to give this movie credit. They shot a guy in slow mo with buckshot in the nutsack. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, and uh, that alone puts it above <laughs> anything that happened in USS Indianapolis. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. but so, once again, just fucking barely. <clears throat> Yeah, by the by, by the skin the, of his nutsack. By the <laughs> by the skin of his dorsal fin. <laughs> All right, uh, then it moves on to go against Bangkok Dangerous. And what do we think here? Is it better or worse? I think it's worse than Bangkok Dangerous. I say worse as well. Well, it doesn't even matter my vote because that puts it below it. But I agree, it's worse. <laughs> well, you're a woman, <laughs> um, so your vote doesn't matter. Ever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> your vote is three fifths of ours. <laughs> 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 I think you're mixing things there. Women were the first slaves, if you think about it. Oh, okay. You're thinking of the Irish. <laughs> yeah. Irish women were the first slaves, if you think about it. All right. So our list right now goes Bangkok Dangerous, Arsenal, USS Esnies. The, 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 the shark one. The shark movie. That, ex, that is not even a shark I, movie. I think you're trying to say the Indy 500. <laughs> yeah. <for> a second. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Next movie. Left Behind. Ooh. Oh, this is gonna be real spicy. I feel so. It's it's first. You all do me proud, all right. I'm <laughs> taking off my belt right now. All right. The uh, the first and only appearance of Left Behind was in episode five, where it lost to Zandali. Oh, and not fucking unanimously either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Zach did vote for this one as being mm. better. Um, uh, oh, oh, Zach did. Yes. But was, uh, he, was he the only one? Yes, he was the only one. In okay, Zach's okay. defense, he just wanted to ascend into heaven, which uh, I yeah, guess he might have. He's his bets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he might I thought have. I was going to watch that fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I was, I was going to save my spicy opinion for this movie because I feel like this is going to be the most contentious one. <laughs> I fucking loved this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, I thought this movie was hilarious. I laughed nearly the entire fucking time. <laughs> Especially, uh, I was kind of bored... And sort of wondering, like, what's the point of this movie? Like, the atheist daughter didn't really convince... Like, 
a lot of these Christian movies, like they have people who play different parts, but they never get people that actually look like those fucking parts. Yeah. Like I love Christianity. It's the world's largest fucking religion, but all their movies, they can never get people who look like the people they're supposed to portray that aren't Christian. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like there's a Muslim guy in this movie who looks Italian. <laughs> there's an atheist who looks like a girl who's never skipped a day of church. Mm. I even think the little person wasn't little. They like CGI that person <laughs> from like a, a regular sized person into a little person. I remember like, so little of this movie that I'd, I'm not even sure what you're talking about. There's, there, there's a, there's an American Idol contestant who pulls a gun on everybody on an airplane for no reason. Oh God. Mm -hmm. That scene was bad. Uh, Nick Cage uh, in the cockpit where you can very, very, very clearly see his, his head is CGI'd in. You can very clearly see it. Um, the moment where all, everyone disappears and it's just like a, like that, mm -hmm. like it's just like a you blink and everyone disappears is the funniest thing of all time because they're in this mall and like the girl's holding her uh, brother and his clothes disappear and then like a couple seconds later clothes are falling from the ceiling in this fucking mall and then everyone's beating each other up. God. Yeah, it's like pandemonium, fucking like dogs and cats falling from the sky. Well, it I was pretty hilarious that the people uh, disappeared and immediately all the sinners are like, "Yup, we're gonna. It's time to tear like, shit up." Hell yeah! They don't even know what's going on but they're like oh people some people have disappeared all right time to become a sociopath <laughs> what the fuck it, it right. was kind of comically bad but i could not get over the oh. fact that i was watching this like, gravel so and that whole mall scene is amazing and then and then the last coup de gras is when she's trying to get into her car and then a plane just crashes into their car <laughs> it's great uh, oh, what really got me about that fucking movie and i know nobody asked me but i'm gonna tell you anyway just go for it please the uh, the scene where i don't even remember what the fuck she said but it was like they were establishing that the fucking obvious church girl was an atheist um at the airport like she just starts yelling and like they chose the most conveniently disprovable like atheist argument possible it was like how could you if you're even going to include some sort of atheist slant in this fucking movie wouldn't you want to choose something that actually gives it some fucking credence so that you don't look like you're just preaching to the fucking choir i mean well, of course that's the whole point of the fucking movie but i hated this movie yeah and it's... i don't even think i saw the whole thing i think i walked out probably shortly after that um i yeah no i was blown away because i thought there's no way zandali could possibly be whatever you know it's going up against and i saw just part of that i was like oh my fucking god anyways yeah carry it's, on you know, it's kind of like how yeah. in yeah. uh in like yeah. god's not dead uh where everybody's like oh my god this guy's pro-abortion and the the one guy's <laughs> like uh he's he's the villain uh because he's uh you know pro-choice mm -hmm. and um <laughs> And he just, you know, walks into the college class and he's like uh, falling over and drunk and they just make him. I, I haven't actually seen it, but, you know. Uh, well, I think Kevin Zorbo becomes an atheist professor because I think his like mom died or something. Like somebody, yeah, no, his wife just, died, right? Yeah, it's just someone died. I have no faith anymore. And then at the very end when he's dying, he's like, you've convinced me. I have faith again, even though his whole class is about how you should be an atheist, evidently. This is like a, okay. We, <laughs> we're talking way, about a separate movie. Which, by now, the way, but... is a college class that would absolutely exist. How to be an atheist class. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with these fucking, fucking leftist, fucking libtard leftist universities mm -hmm. who teach us that monkeys came from my ass. Bullshit, libtard shit. How can we still have monkeys then? <laughs> uh, but no, I, I will say, I. What if you're Canadian? <laughs> 
Um, but, and I, like I said, I, I, this is probably the spiciest take in this episode. I did honestly love this movie because it is so incompetent and monstrous in every way that it's just, you can't, I can't do anything but laugh at it. Like, that's my only... I'm just so revolted at everything that it's just my only reaction is just to laugh hysterically. During the, especially the mall scene, I literally did not stop laughing the entire fucking time. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. And yeah, go back to some of the stereoty stereotypical characters. You have the Ar Arabic man who they actually do portray in a very positive light, which I'm shocked that they did that in this movie because these movies usually don't portray non-Christian yeah. people as very good. Right. Um, now, granted, though, they did uh, make the, uh, the little person... A very like just just fucking like what what's what I'm looking for? Just like Demon. a very one dimensional <laughs> character. And they just like this can cantankerous guy. And it's like, dude, he probably gets enough discrimination in real life. Why do you gotta make him a piece of shit in a movie? It's mm -hmm. like it makes no sense. Um and also what I've never understood about the Left Behind series, because I I would assume the Left Behind series is like more of an evangelical thing than like a Catholic thing. Very much an evangelical thing. But it's like a... the whole thing in the movie is that like all children get raptured up into heaven. Mm -hmm. But a main tenet of most Christian faiths is that the unbaptized don't go to heaven. That's true. So and and there's like well, a scene original the... sin. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. But there's a scene in the movie where uh they go to a like mater like a like a like what's what's from like a maternity ward and they have like babies and they're all gone. Mm -hmm. They weren't baptized yet. They wouldn't be raptured. Maybe somebody snuck in and like fucking dipped him in the water. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think to be fair, we didn't see the scene there. Um, uh, the vocalist for Lost Prophets was visiting that hospital that day, and he's like, "Oh, everyone's gone. This is my opportunity." Maybe all the people that go to purgatory also uh, get raptured. I think, that, the only that's true. Get, I think the only people that get raptured though are people that go to heaven. I believe that's how that works. Hey, okay. try getting um, some uh, shut eye in purgatory. <laughs> it doesn't matter. In there. Oh, this also, movie is just made to preach to an audience. Oh, it is. <laughs> And the one thing I will say too, or one, one last thing here, is that this movie, the actual part where they all disappear and on the plane, is literally ripped off from the Stephen King series uh, uh, book and miniseries by extension, The Langoliers. Hmm. It is a complete ripoff. And at one point, uh, there's that like like Asian guy. That's the only way I can describe him because that's like the only that's the archetype they make for him in this movie. Yeah. Um, where he explains like, oh, maybe we went through like a wormhole and we're back in time. And it's like, dude. You're already ripping off the Langoliers. Don't explain the plot of the Langoliers in this movie. Because that's well, literally the, uh, the that's Asian literally guy can't help it. He's really good at science. That's yeah. literally the plot of the Langoliers. <laughs> Verbatim. Verbatim. Speaking they, of... Uh, so it's great. I love how a Christian movie and Christian like series rips off a series from a noted atheist. <laughs> it rocks. Uh, and speaking of ripoffs, the atheist daughter is obviously a ripoff of the communist daughter from the Neutral Milk Hotel album. Uh, <laughs> yes, I believe so. so. Um, um, but yes, I, you were saying... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to agree with what you, Laser, said um, earlier. Well, just like a minute ago, you were like uh, saying that, you know, the purpose of the movie was to, you know, basically essentially preach to the choir, which, you know, obviously that's the case. And uh, I just like, wouldn't you want to like stop and think and have some sort of like drama in the movie where like you don't know what's going to happen as the fucking choir that's being preached to? I just, sorry, I'm, uh, okay, yeah. this time I'm turning my mind well, see, off. Well, like, you'd, you'd think, but I also don't think that people that watch these movies really want deep, challenging <laughs> movies. They want movies that yeah. basically just right, tell but, them what they want to yeah, I mean, Part it, of being it, a Christian is knowing what happens, affirmation right? in there. Like, you know, like, if you can actually take something with some actual substance and, like, let your faith disprove it, then fucking A, like, that, it, wouldn't that be what the actual ultimate goal would be? I, okay, for real. Turn well, and, and, and to be fair, at least for Left Behind specifically, 
like left behind is not particularly popular with like a lot of christian scholars and like oh, christian critics they no. don't like it Jack. i well, fucking hope not yeah they, say, they, they see it as um, very simplistic and also i mean kind of what you're going for dave it's very simplistic and it's also not very biblically accurate either yeah this it's not biblically accurate at all and actually the belief in this type of rapture is pretty much unique to a specific brand of american evangelicalism is it kind of like pentecostal stuff or um i i don't know about like what specific sects because evangelical belief isn't really like a specific set in the church it's kind of a more widespread thing that has cropped up but it's it's like it's christianity really, with extra brain damage yes it's that's uh, a good way to put it yeah yeah, um, in pretty much all movies that you're going to find that are these like Christian movies like this and your God's not dead, they're not made by Catholics. They're not made by most Protestants. They're made by American evangelicals who have this uh, bizarre belief that's called like post-millennial dispensationalism. If you really want to go into it, look into it. It's it's a belief about a specific type of rapture that will occur, and it's it's really not popular with biblical scholars or pretty much anybody but the specific subset of people. Well, then don't release the shit to the fucking general public then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie, was it released in theaters? Probably. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, and You know, I actually do remember, because I remember going to the theater around the time this movie came out, and I remember seeing a poster for it, like a Marcus theater. And oh, I, sure. I remember so. the books being, like, very popular in, like, middle they school. They were. I remember yeah. seeing news reports about them when I was yeah. a kid. And I, 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 they appealed to way more than just evangelicals, but mostly, mm -hmm. like, people whose uh, brain has not fully developed yet. That's true, yes. So even though they're like fifty-five years old, not to sound like Ricky old, Gervais yes. too well, hard uh, in this episode. To, not to, not to. You look, yeah. I don't want to shit on Christians in general or anything necessarily. I, I but mean, if you're a Christian that likes these movies and believes that it guides your faith, you are underdeveloped. Yes. I'm sorry. I, well, but, okay, no. I left behind. I will say, yeah. If you are a Christian who Christians likes movies like this, behind, I'm yes. sorry, but you and I are probably de almost certainly not going to get along if you no. like this type of thing. <laughs> what about but, under oath fans? Are we really going to leave fucking under oath fans <laughs> out here? Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure. Well, under oh, never mind. You said fans, because I was gonna say under oath. Like I think disavowed Christianity a couple. Yeah, they of said fucking a song. <laughs> they did. I think that was what made them be like, man, God's not real. I guess. Yeah. And same with God as I lay dying. They were like, God said I can't kill my wife. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, evangelicalism is actually the fastest growing sect of uh, Christianity, at least within the United States. Just fucking and it's, terrifying. It's taking over a lot of the rest of the stuff. Oh, and it makes uh, a lot of um, sense if you think about it. It's, it's, it's a very it's, American thing. It like, is because it also has like this whole concept of success tied up to it, and yeah, that being yeah, matched by your worth. Like it's, it's you will become very, rich like, and successful if you are uh, basically good in the eyes of the Lord, and that's like reward for you. It's it's right. like a fucking terrible bastardized mixture of american exceptionalism with religion and i i don't like and it. i believe it's also one of the fastest growing christian sects around the world as well for those very similar reasons yeah well, if you consider what evangel what evangelism actually is you know what i mean it also plays into it you know it's mm -hmm. a sort of a virality yeah virality would be the wrong word <laughs> um I don't know, dude. I'm already high. Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say putting the words Christians and, and virility in the same sentence never ends well for children. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, th there are uh, especially in the church. Yeah, <laughs> there are rational uh, Christians out there. So not to I uh, insult those people, but oh yeah, totally. Uh, the only evangelists I want to talk to are people who are obsessed with Evangelion. Yeah, uh, Evangelion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Neon Genesis. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fuck you, Utah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I believe also the only evangelist I want to talk to are too. Evangeline Lilly, who I believe was like a model in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. And she was on Lost. Yeah, Evangeline so. Lilly? Wasn't she also in uh, She was in The Hobbit? 
Yeah. Okay. But most importantly, Kate from Lost. Yeah, Did. Kate from Lost. That I remember when I saw The yes. Hobbit, I was like, like oh, it's, it's Kate from Lost. Yeah. Wait, wasn't but, Charlie from Lost in this movie, or what movie was that? Uh, he was just in... That was the Humanity Bureau, and he wasn't actually in that. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah, I was gonna say outside of Nick Cage, this movie had like no recognizable actors that mm-hmm. I can think of. Although I will say that little person for a second, um, kind of looked like a combination of Vern Troyer and Wee Man to me. I was gonna say Wee Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that just sounds like discrimination there. It's like let me pick the two little right, people no, I know. No, 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 say that not to sound no, racist, listen, but this the, 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 the one Asian guy the, looked like Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Now, now to be fair, the only reason I'm saying that is because he had. Wee Man's height and Vern Troyer's face. Wee Man's height. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, because you Vern Troyer, oh, we're Troyer, gonna you, stop no, no. trying to explain no. it. No, let me explain though. Because Vern Troyer, I believe, at one point was literally the world's shortest person. Okay. Yeah. Until he so. fucking croaked. So. Yeah. And then Wee Man hey, what, what was about obviously the three foot five with a ten foot dick guy from the, <laughs> from Kid Rock. Uh, do you remember him? Yeah, from the Cowboy. Oh video. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, fun fact: he died like two years <laughs> after Woodstock '99. That guy died really early. Probably complications with a 10 foot dick dude <laughs> i think he literally um, did die of like a kidney disease or something he had a fucked up life um, sad story wasn't he also an albino no i don't know i Look, don't believe so well hold on hold he on he was a cowboy we've been doing this for like a half hour we've gotten through like five movies so let me just quick read my amazon review for this one and i actually got two for this one because it was fun because yeah. uh you could read 20 amazon reviews for this i wouldn't <laughs> yeah. mind yeah I, it's true i only got two though and they're okay, both yeah. short ones here's from tiffany Atacola, who titles it must watch five out of five stars she says love this movie bought to add to my left behind movie <laughs> <laughs> wait how, what hey you know love, what love i wonder movie. how good hers is <laughs> okay wait love this movie bought to add to my left behind movie so basically, she it, made a fan yeah. film of Left Behind, <laughs> and now that there's an actual Left Behind movie, is going to splice parts of it into her own movie that so, she made. The only yes. thing I could also, that would make sense, is if she also has a collection of the Kirk Cameron ones. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, this this movie isn't the first Left Behind movie. There were three Left Behind movies made yes. in the 90s. Oh, are you fucking serious? Really? Yes. Yeah, no, Kirk, Kirk Cameron was uh, the main character in those movies. Yeah, Captain uh, Kirk Cameron uh, and, was the... Uh, and this movie was supposed to be in a series as well because it has a cliffhanger. And then this movie made like $2 at the box office so they yeah. couldn't make another one. Wait, so when did these books date back to? Because I, like this the, was a I re- think the re- early re- 90s, like uh, mid-90s. Really? Yeah, See, early 90s, I think. that happened after I was out of high school. I, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yes, because I remember the movies came out in like the late 90s, early. I think one of them came out in like the year 2000 or something. Yeah. Well, um, the books, there's like seven books or something yeah, like a bunch that of them, but i going, think but... they came out in the 90s mm-hmm. like sometime in the 90s but yeah uh i have one more review it's from richard mclean who titles it love those sinners he says i really wanted to like it dot 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 nicholas cage dot 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 and spoiler alert siren emoji kudos on the special effects of the vanishing oh that's a big spoiler but but I stopped caring about the characters who were left behind. I know we're supposed to love sinners, dot, 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 but <laughs> hell. Uh, one out of five stars. Wait, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So I will say, though, he said kudos to the vanishing part. 
The yeah, the CGI of the the vanishing. Yeah, and they also said that was a spoiler. Which by, by the way, it, I don't know if that's a spoiler that, or the the premise of the whole movie. That, that it's in the title. Effect. That was a jump you don't cut. Find out what the movie's for. That was a jump cut you could do in like After Effects. Yeah, there was no special effects there. Mm-hmm. That was literally a jump cut. Oh, you could do that. I could do that <laughs> jump cut because it's literally keep yeah. the camera where it is, make the people undress, put their clothes where they were sitting, leave. Yeah, I think the uh, the Same editor thing. on this movie was Jenna Marbles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the fuck special effects? Jesus Christ! But um, okay. So now now we got to vote. Oh God. Uh, so it's <laughs> Left Behind is going up against USS Indianapolis Men of Courage and. What are we saying here? I'm saying worse. I'm sorry. I'm saying better. Um, you know, I feel like I I should say worse, uh, but this conversation is, uh, it's really getting in my head. Okay. I know, but I know if I sat down and watched the movie right now, I'd be like, (laughs) this is insane that I thought that I could sit down and rewatch this movie. (laughs) But granted though, USS Indianapolis was completely boring. This at least had a couple funny parts. That's true. Um, that being said, Mm -hmm. Better slash worse, and then we'll cut in the real answer when I decide. No, I'm just oh. kidding. Uh, it's <laughs> better. Better. All right. Yeah. Fuck. <sighs> I don't think it is. If I'm looking at my my list, like my ranked list of all the movies we've watched, and it is a few behind USS Indianapolis, <laughs> but. Um, I have a list that I've ranked on Letterboxd, and I, I have no idea if my votes oh. will even correspond with this, because well, yeah, I'm kind of swaying But yes, around this, this movie by the skin of its teeth is not bottom place. Mm-hmm. Um, now, against Arsenal, I will again say worse. I will say better, just because I was more entertained by it. <laughs> I'm going to say worse. Okay, that's totally fair. I will say, even though I will always go to bat for this movie saying it's hilarious, I understand why you guys have this opinion. It's a totally justifiable opinion. <laughs> I just don't think it's the worst movie we've watched. That's fair. I really don't. So honestly, even if it's like second to last place, that's totally fine. <laughs> All right. Just me personally, uh, I hate God. So I hate God too. Just kidding. Uh, I, I love God. I so believe much. you were the vocalist of that band. Yeah. You were the one that decided to put the I like. I. Yeah. E- yeah. E Y E hate God. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so the next movie is The Runner. Ooh, it's all right. uh, first appearance and only appearance was on episode six, where it lost to Trapped in Paradise. Um, I remember uh, nothing about this movie except for Nicolas Cage jogging in a sweaty shirt. Yes, yes. this is the movie that is. <laughs> he does that a lot. In this movie. I guess we should also say what these movies are about for the people who don't remember who are listening. Uh, sorry about that. For Somebody the last tell four. me what it's about. Um, for for the last four, you don't need to know. Yeah, this is the one where he. Um, is a politician who's like at the BP oil spill back in 2010 oh, yeah, in New Orleans, yeah, yeah. and he's uh, he ends up cheating on his wife, and uh, that turns into bird a scandal. covered in oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. It turns into a scandal, and like it's about I don't know. I believe he gets caught with a bucket of oil, like soaked uh, crawfish. Yeah, and that, that's where the cheating scandal comes in. He's like, Richard Gearnham. I described one. this movie if House of Cards was really boring. Yeah, and not just kind of. Uh. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, yeah, this movie was painfully boring. This honestly might have been the single most boring movie of the early part of the bracket. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is a bad movie. Um, Outside of maybe USS Indianapolis, this was the most boring movie. Yeah. And even then, that's that's 
that's debatable because at least USS Indianapolis had sharks picking people off. <laughs> One thing I but, do uh, like about this movie is that the poster tries to lie about what the movie is. Yeah, because is it has like a quasi action movie. Yeah, it has him walking away looking like kind of stone faced and cool, like yeah. from an exploding oil rig. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and also the life lesson at the end of this movie is to give up all your convictions and just become a shell at the end of it. Yes, that's right. What it seems to be. Like, what the fuck was the point of this movie? I don't understand. Well, I guess they could be trying to say with the ending that, like, um, even the people with the most convictions, the system is so set up against them and incentivizes them at every last turn to not stick to those that they will probably break. Which, like, I get that. <sighs> I think that's kind of cool. But, like, this movie I don't think was they, boring I and think not well done. they portrayed that as a good thing at the end of the movie, though, didn't they? Like, I don't remember I, them portraying it as a bad thing. I don't think that they portrayed it as a good thing necessarily. I don't. I don't know. It was it was weird because at the end of the movie, he seemed more natural as the shill than as the guy who cared. So bit. it was we it I just don't get it didn't fit. I don't think the tone of this movie like worked really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Jess, you compared this to House of Cards. Yeah. Um, and I refer I can you, I compared it to House of Pain. Uh, you you love House of Cards and actually just started watching it in the past couple of years. Uh, you, no. I think you said uh, <laughs> I think you said after after it was in the news because it was so controversial. You said, uh, oh, I really want to watch that. I respect kevin spacey so much oh um yeah you know it it's not like i watched the first season in 2014 and then never watched any of it again (laughs) uh yeah just big big house of cards fan uh but not until uh, a couple years ago yeah Yeah. okay um i love people who like get into lost profits this year like those type (laughs) of people uh so an amazon review for this movie i got one from RB Music Man slash and no. slash movie fan. Are we talking about RB like RB's the restaurant? No, or no. RB. The letter, it's it's one word, but it's the letter R, the letter B, and Music Man all combined into one. Okay. It still stands for Roast Beef now, Music Man. Now, I believe, uh, uh, Dave, you had a show at an Arby's. Was that correct? I played multiple shows at an Arby's in Ottawa, Illinois, yes. <laughs> so are you the guy who wrote this review? They used to call you the Arby's Music Man. Yeah, are you the Arby's Music Man? <laughs> <laughs> this may be a coincidence, but I have been known to be to answer to that, yes. I love yeah. it. We should have Dave. Arby's music man and then his last name that should be on his gravestone I can't I still can't smell curly fries without thinking of Dave's song um, my friend Jess loves Kevin Spacey god damn it (laughs) (laughs) alright well Arby music man slash and slash movie fan writes uh, a titled quote Colin Price's unquote credibility hangs in the balance wait this person remembered the character's name yes hold on okay slowly recovering from quote Hurricane Katrina, the, quote, Louisiana coastline, (laughs) (laughs) suffers a further disaster in the shape of the BP oil spill, capitalized, all of that, which not only threatens the environment, but the livelihood of thousands that rely upon the sea to earn a living, dot, 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 (laughs) dot, Congressman, quote, Colin Price, parentheses, Nicholas Cage, steps up to champion their cause, champion is capitalized, uh, demanding that the government ensure that BP looks after those that have suffered as a result of the, quote, spill. However, quote, Collins, political future, and indeed credibility are thrown into question when his indiscretions are exposed by the, quote, media. Can he survive the onslaught from the, quote, 
press and quote TV networks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, does I have to understand the quotes. what quotes mean? Does he does he know what those are? Like, no, he's putting to? it around all the words. I don't know why. I, the I'm, supposed Louisiana <laughs> coastline. Yeah. The supposed <laughs> media. Is he was he Alex Jones? Like what the fuck? And hang on to his political career and indeed his marriage to quote Deborah. Parentheses, Connie Nielsen, uh, or his credibility with those he genuinely has sought to help following the BP oil spill have events simply slid from his control space? Question mark, question mark. Quote, Nicolas Cage has been involved in quite a number of below par movies in recent times, though this perhaps doesn't really demand him to perform at the top of this game, as we have seen in years past. It is a credible performance from him as he grapples to hold things together in the role of, quote, Colin Price. Another film worth catching up on on the movie channel sometime. You know, Unquote. Uh, the movie channel. It, no, there's no quote at the end. But currently available on Region A, it's Region B, release scheduled for January 4th, 2016. He put that in his review. I don't know why. And but, is that the end of the review? I, yes. And that, did you say unquote? Because <laughs> Unquote. Unquote. That, uh... <laughs> Was, was that like an art project of a review? Like, what the fuck? The region part of the review uh, was for the people who had bought the Blu-ray, but were hoping to download it. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I do like, I don't review. know why Jesus. they chose to quote every, where, uh, what, why Why is press in quotes and TV network in quotes I don't and media in quotes? I, I don't, it's really <laughs> funny to me that they have so much stuff in quotes, but like BP oil spill at first was not, Yeah. but then eventually was like, the spill. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So the, this person's a big fan of uh, who's the guy that made that quote? Um, I think, therefore, I am. Descartes. So Descartes <laughs> said that, and then he's like, "Oh, I think, therefore, I am." But then nothing else is real, too. So I have to put parentheses and everything because nothing else is real besides that's me. That's true. I see. I see. Very so self-centered. He's person, doing literally. an exercise in radical doubt. And <laughs> uh, but anyways, and who's the person who said, "I am become uh, Amazon patriot." <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have to scroll back to find that guy's name. But anyways, so The Runner versus USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. What are we voting for here? Oh, this is going to be a rough one. This is uh, fucking hard. I got to say, they're oh, both boring I'll, movies. I'll let you go first. I'll, I'll go first. This is worse than USS Indianapolis. I would say it's worse, too. I uh, would, too. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's <laughs> at the bottom too. of the list. And only because, like, even though both those movies are equally as boring... But once again, at least USS Indianapolis has something to say. Yeah, at least I, in add. that one, at least in that one, I got to see a couple people get eaten by sharks. It's you something. know, it broke it up a little bit. It's something. And the, we, we keep I, I kept forgetting to mention this during USS Indianapolis. I'm just gonna mention this for three seconds. The movie also has a very good dialogue on racism. Is that it exists. <laughs> yes, it does in fact say that racism exists. Um, um which is controversial to some. Um, but yeah, there's there's absolutely nothing memorable about the runner as no. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's, it's utterly forgettable, uh, frankly. Um, Complete trash. I only remember it because I remember it as the movie that is the most forgettable that we've seen thus far. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember um, it as uh, that movie that they Paradox. called The Runner because he jogs sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And have you ever noticed that's also the only movie that I had nothing really to say about? Like, I remember it details is, of every other movie except for this. One. That's why they had to call it The Runner because it, it had nothing to say about anything. Yeah. The, <laughs> okay. It just kept running. Um, the runtime just kept running. So, uh, next movie is Pay the Ghost, Dave's favorite. Oh, what? Mm. You'll be proud. 
the first appearance of this one was on episode seven, where it lost to Ghost Rider. The ghost episode. Mm-hmm. So and what? I, in the no, background, you guys played the band to... Ghost, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. What was? What'd you say? Oh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I. I honestly, this was one of the first movies I actually watched on this journey to mm-hmm. complete the uh, cage fight bracket so far. Yeah. I honestly didn't hate this movie. I didn't think it was that interesting. Uh, special effects were bad. Although one one positive I will say is that, well, this isn't positive, of course, but Lori from The Walking Dead is oh, Nick yes. Cage's mm-hmm. wife and then later ex-wife. At least they're close she to age. With Shane. Yes. Yeah. But at least in real life, they're close to age, which is like a refreshing Change yeah. of pace for most Nick Cage movies Uncommon. with romantic yeah. interest. Movies, yeah. Yeah, usually um, where he's pushing 60, dating a woman who's 20. <laughs> and, and I will say the there's a there's a big trend in a lot of Nick Cage movies where they're supposed to be set in one place, but they're obviously not set in that place. Or like they're not obviously not shot in that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie had one of the less egregious examples because uh, when Nick Cage was walking at one point before he goes into like the tunnel where all the homeless people are, I see what looks exactly like a Canadian traffic cone. I'm like, oh, they shot this in Canada. And I looked it up on Wikipedia, and yep, they shot in Toronto. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, well. Um, the old syrup serpent s- slurping <laughs> freaking hockey-watching motherfuckers. And, yeah. and I will say the folklore in this movie is kind of stupid, but I, I, it wasn't that badly told, I don't think. Mm-hmm. There, like, I mean, there are things uh, about Pay the Ghost that are forgivable. I mean, it's not a good movie, but the movies that we've discussed in the past hour uh, make it seem good by comparison. Yes. Yeah. See, that's, I, I did that's not the hate thing. This movie, I, will say. Um, I didn't despise this movie. It was a bad movie. And if I had just seen it like in any other context, I probably would have been like, yeah, that's a shit movie. I'm not oh, yeah. watching that again. But like in this context here where I had watched so many shitty movies up to this point already, I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, this is a little bit better, but no, this movie um, looks like this movie looks like a made for what the fuck is that? Uh, uh, streaming service for horror movies. Uh, shutter. Yeah, it looks like a shutter exclusive movie. <laughs> yeah. Except for uh shutter exclusive movies are a little bit better than this. <laughs> or it could have even been a sci-fi original um, horror movie. Yeah. Or like a Quibi original. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I got an Amazon review here and it's our ACR of the review as, as you do. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, you have and, to yell the whole thing. Oh, okay. Also, uh, the man's name is in all caps, too, so that's good. It's Walt, uh, who titles it, Quite the Big Surprise, A Bit of Real Originality. I never include spoilers in my reviews, not even in the titles as below. Nick Cage plays the enthralled college teacher who has just received tenure. He rushes home to tell his wife, but has forgotten his promise to take his young son to the Halloween festival, which seems to be either the West Village or Soho. A nanosecond after buying a $6 ice cream cone, very important detail. It's like a fire that I'll shake. <clears throat> the boy has vanished, and Nick will stop at nothing to find him. Amazingly, this does not evolve into Nick versus some kidnappers. It nicely segues into a tense and scary horror film as Nick faces the forces of evil. The remainder and denouement of the movie is in your hands. Well worth the view. May I also suggest dot 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 wish upon dot 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 dot. I, I would say ellipses, but this is not the standard three. It's it's it's, it's like four to seven. Yeah. Uh, wish upon dot 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 the hex dot 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 the droving. With a split second finish and for adults only, and I am quite demonstrative in this, 
dot 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 midsummer and it is spelled like that certainly the opus magnum of the summer but with a triple x finale even if the teens offer to wash the dishes no dispensations also very spectacular is the strange ones this begins slowly picks up in the middle and has a breathtaking conclusion no teen may view this. This is a film you may wish to see again, as you might come to different conclusions and interpretations. I have seen it three times. What the <laughs> fuck is this person saying? Okay, so first off, is this movie on par with Midsummer? Uh, well, I, I don't know about that. I do like that they said, yes, it is spelled like that in the review. I did not spell it wrong. Yes. Oh, that's... uh. That's a, that's a spicy one, let me tell you. Now, <laughs> did any of you all find this movie scary? Because that's what I'm really taking uh, issue with in this. I uh, found that review scary. <laughs> that review was scarier than the movie, yes. That, I that review 100%. was more unhinged. Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> if I met this person in, in a dark alley, I'd be like, nope, this yeah. is way scarier than... I thought absolutely. this movie was patently stupid, and it fucking... It's like the worst... Oh my god! It, they were definitely making this movie up as they went. Um, I, I mean, I think I, I know y'all are about to give it a good score and break my heart, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we you don't like, know that. You don't know that. But like, I don't know. Um, and I think that's probably fair. There are a lot of horrible movies here to you know juggle. And like, <laughs> I, I took issue with this movie mostly because I watched it of my own volition, like in its entirety. And like, I don't know. This is probably my most unpopular opinion, but I don't like horror movies. Or Halloween movies either, and this is somehow maybe a combination of the two, though it wasn't scary or you know particularly Halloween based beyond like just the act the activities happening on fucking Halloween. Right. Mm -hmm. But that last scene where he goes into like an abandoned warehouse space and walks over some like uh, like rafter shit bridge to a fucking house that's located inside of the building, like. Who the fuck? Like, that does not... Like, there's no way... I'm turning my mic off. New York, baby. It's crazy. Um, they got houses and fucking sewers over here. I also like that they pointed out that it appeared to be parts of New York, which maybe some of it was shot in New York, but you said it was shot in Canada. Yeah, I, I, I got you, the I feeling mean, you can, Like that, I said, you could tell just by the traffic cones alone, because they use different traffic cones than the U.S. Yeah, it seems like the type of movie that would, like, be trying to convey that it's in New York, but it's shot in Toronto or something. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, I believe it was shot in Toronto. So. Probably. Uh, voting. Mm -hmm. uh, so against the runner, pay the ghost. Where does this uh, stack up? I, uh, I think it's better. It's better. Yeah. It's better. USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. I'm going to say better. 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 Yeah. Left Behind, better. 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 Arsenal, better. better. Bangkok, dangerous. Worse. I this, think is, worse. this is where it gets tricky. This is where it I'm going to say tricky. worse also. Okay. I would actually say better, but... Wait, what's what's now, what's above uh, Bangkok Dangerous? I'm not changing my answer, but yeah, what what uh, Bangkok Dangerous is currently at the top of the list. Oh, okay. oh so yeah, well, I'll I'll say worse. Okay, so you you said For worse, sure. Yeah, or okay. I I said better actually. Oh, you, but said you two okay. said worse. So oh no, never mind. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I honestly, yeah. Yeah, I think Bangkok Dangerous is probably the best of the movies we've talked about so far. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, and Bangkok is just such a funny word to mm -hmm. say. It is, yeah. Now, the next movie we're going to talk about is Stolen. Oh, God, um, yes. So this movie's first and only appearance was in episode eight, where it lost to G-Force, which spawned uh, a meme for the longest time mm -hmm. because I had voted against G-Force in favor what of Stolen. What a classic. 
Mm-hmm. And here's another possibly spicy take from me. It's a fucking crying shame. This mm-hmm. movie rocks. Yeah. This, this was my favorite of the of the parts the episodes that I was not on. I loved this movie. I will say in retrospect, I do think G Force was a better movie, but this one was a lot more entertaining and I wish it had won against something, you know, some of the other shitty ones that moved on just by default. <laughs> oh yeah, this went on against a lot of the ones that are at on that we've listed so far. It would have won easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. This I mean, this movie is so much fun. Um, <laughs> it's and so- I, as the head of the G-Force gang, even I can say a bit of a tragedy that, um, you know, this one had to fall in battle to the greatest film in the bracket. <laughs> yes. And we, we've talked about this outside of recording, but this movie has just so many hilarious moments with the villain, especially. Yeah, oh, the yeah. villain is is uh, he's great. He is what makes this movie it is one scene in particular where he's talking to. Um, oh, we didn't give a synopsis of this movie. Uh, it's it, Nicholas Cage's daughter is kidnapped. He goes on a killing spree. Yeah, it's taken. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's taken. Well, um, he yeah, and uh, also the person who kidnapped his daughter was a former affiliate of his. Yes, yes, yes. and he's played by Matthew McConaughey Light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the scene like where the villain is pulled over by the cop and has like the kidnapped daughter in the trunk and he's just like i'm gonna try and tell you my backstory and the cop's like i, I don't want to hear it i'm sorry uh, yeah like, he I goes like care. he goes like what no yeah what? fix your headlight and he's like oh. but i know how i got these scars <laughs> yeah and he's like no <laughs> um i will say the final fight where they're in like the amusement park and they fight in the water and the uh the bad guy has swamp. like burns on his face like, oh, yeah. is like pretty funny too <laughs> yeah i would love to rewatch this movie um hashtag get it back in the bracket <laughs> oh yeah i mean we could always watch it in our spare time and it is, also, it is also weird like the going back to the villain right i don't understand his motivations because the end nick cage gives him like a shit ton of money he's like oh i don't want the money so i'm just i'm gonna kill your daughter too yeah. It's like, what, what is the motivation of this fucking character? I don't the, understand. The reason he wanted the money uh, was because his dad needed plastic surgery because he cut himself shaving. Yeah. Uh, and uh, once he got that, he really didn't care. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for him. Not sure. Not at all. So Amazon reviews. I have a review from The Viking Guy. Oh! Who, who titles it, Steal Me Away. And from that title, I was... Even though it said the Viking mom from the title of Steal Me Away, I was really hoping this would be like a bombed out wine mom who found like the villain very attractive. Wait, you but you said the Viking mom? The Viking guy. Oh, the Viking guy. I thought the you ball. said the Viking guy. Oh, no. Oh, no I was I, like, is this Mitch Lucker? Yeah. I, I, I heard the Viking guy and I'm like, we need a Packer guy to respond to this ah. review. So, so it's uh, that'll be my shout out Brett Favre. Five out of five stars is what they give this. And he says, I thought this was a great film. I'm pretty picky about movies. And this movie gets two Viking thumbs up. <laughs> which they're bigger than regular thumbs. <laughs> Their profile picture was of a Viking ship, not of a Viking football team. Oh, not OK. Not like the, mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings. OK, mm-hmm. gotcha. There's a lot of people out there who just really want to be Vikings and they just run with it as their entire identity. Yeah. Which I don't really understand. Um, I but. think I think it makes up the vast majority of black metal musicians as well. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Anybody who's listened to Amana Marth is like, uh, I'm going to grow a beard and get a fucking Celtic knot tattoo. I, that's not Viking. <laughs> I think a Celtic all, cross tattoo. Yeah. Um, but – this um, guy, uh, yeah. this guy's cool though. I believe Celtic frost tattoo. That's yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, so the stolen 
is going up against the runner. So mm-hmm. we're going to say this is uh, better or worse. Better. Right? Absolutely better. Better. USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. Better. 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 Left Behind. It's better. Better. Sure. Arsenal. I'm better. saying better. Oh, yeah. Pay the Ghost. Better. 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 Bangkok Dangerous. Better. I'm, go I'm, better. I'm going with better. <laughs> and with that, it goes to the front of the running. <laughs> Too bad the runner couldn't get to the front of the running. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, maybe if he wasn't so middle-aged and slow, he could have uh, could have made it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our next movie is Sunny. Um, oh God! Ooh, the directorial debut of Nicolas Cage. Yes, I believe this was directorial directed by Nicolas debut Cage. and directorial end as well. Uh, yeah, first and last. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's and it. Coincidentally, this movie's first and last appearance on our show was episode nine, where it lost to The Wicker Man. Yes. Um, Two James Franco movies going head to head. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, decidedly and understandably so, because this movie's fucking awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, For for the record, Nicolas Cage directed this movie, and James Franco plays a male prostitute who is uh, fucking a bunch of old ladies and he really wants more in life. It tries really hard to hammer home some existentialist themes and it just fumbles all of them. <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, um, yeah. he's, he's back from like leave or something, or I think he's like done with his deployment from the Navy and he comes back yeah. to the French Quarter because, of course, in like the year, because I think this movie took place in like whenever somewhere this movie in the eighties, I think. Yeah, because yeah. of course, a very common thing in the eighties was prostitutes being able to afford a place in the French Quarter, which is like the most expensive neighborhood in New Orleans. Well, it, it I mean, maybe it helps that wasn't his mother running the entire operation? Yeah, his mother. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, that makes but she seemed to only have. Two prostitutes, which were him and the girl he was dating. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And, and they're only making they're only making making a couple hundred dollars a night. That's not a lot of money. Yeah, I'm gonna start my own sex business. My son and his girlfriend are nice. Why don't I hire them? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This movie's really just vulgar and grotesque and just really stupid. And yeah. there is one there's one really funny moment because uh, there's a character played by Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, yes. Who's in this movie who plays... Well, what we later... Well, spoilers if anyone wants to watch this fucking movie. We find out is uh, James Franco's biological dad. Yeah. But is in the movie basically... An asshole. Yeah. And, <laughs> his, and his, his mom's like fucking like lazy dumbass boyfriend yeah um where he's like he wins a, a game of cards or something right yeah something like that and he's like i won money oh, this is great i'm gonna have a great night and then he gets in his car and immediately gets fucking like destroyed by yeah, an 18 wheeler yeah he does more than say i'm gonna have a great night he's like this is it i've won enough to turn my life around That's it's it. all over i don't have to be here anymore he basically goes i'm That's one it. week from retirement yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if Charlie got the golden ticket and then got fucking walloped by yeah. a taxi outside the candy immediately store. Owned it. Doesn't the car explode, too? Yes. <laughs> it's leaving the fucking bar after that, too. It's just so funny. And also, to but, be fair, there's another funny scene where we actually have Nick Cage show up. Yes, yes. which... Which is, that whole scene is literally a, a ripoff from the last scene in Midnight Cowboy. Haven't seen it. Midnight Cowboy's great. It's it's um, a good movie. Um, but there's a the last scene in the movie before uh, him and Al uh, Al Pacino. Sorry, I'm thinking of um, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. I almost said Dennis Hopper. But before they go to Miami <laughs> to try initials. to escape New York City, he has one last gig with a gay man, and he's like, "Oh, what do you think?" And he like pulls out a knife on him and like starts fucking him up. And like that that scene's literally this scene mm-hmm. where James yeah. Franco is supposed to fuck a gay guy, and he's like, 
what do you think? I can't remember what it was like. Do you think I'm a sissy or something? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. And then he starts fucking him up. And then Nick Cage's like, what the fuck are you doing? This is my beloved client. I'm going to fuck you up. And he got like a knife. He just wear, has like a poodle in his I know, hand. He doesn't have a knife. He has a sword. That is a sword. sword. Yeah. And what's his character's name? It's like Spider Jerusalem or something. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It's like some weird bullshit like that. It's like that. yellow king. Yeah. <laughs> yellow cake uranium. It's like some weird, yeah. weird character name. Urinal cake. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and there's also this whole like weird dynamic where, you know, James Franco just wants his girlfriend to stop banging other men so they can get like married at some point and... I, yes. No, I think he di- I don't even think it's that he's like disillusioned with life, doesn't even see the point in marriage or something. It's oh, trying okay. to it's trying to be see, Midnight Cowboy mixed with The Stranger, which they directly reference um, <laughs> and a bunch of other this, shit. This and movie's just, derivative of a lot of stuff, but it's it's just derivative. It doesn't add anything new, doesn't add anything new, and it doesn't even do the things it does well. No. But uh, this movie's absolute fucking trash. I hated this movie. But if yeah. you want to flick your bean to D- James Franco dressed as a cop, uh, nailing some old lady, uh, I would say ten out of ten. You yeah. know, I'd rather watch the hot cop scene from Arrested Development because at least Job was hotter as the cop. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um. So a review here from Matthew Shaporian, who titles their review. Like this movie, rented it once in an old video store, comma, store burned down so I couldn't get it again. (laughs) (laughs) That Uh, fucking sucks. Yeah, that fucking sucks, dick, dude. And then uh, the content is hard to find movie, great one. Five out of five stars. Pretty hard to find movie because the only video store burned down. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, this is like a fucking snuff film. Like, there's only one copy of this movie ever, and it's a store that had it burned down. <laughs> Frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if this, if not many stores had this. It was but, passed from blockbuster um, to blockbuster, just the one copy of Sunny. It was I actually the that. master reel of the film. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, uh, but, uh, so, Sunny versus The Runner. What are we voting here? This is uh, real I reluctantly say Sunny. Uh, I'm gonna say just barely The Runner. I'm actually going to say, I'm going to say The Runner. That's wild. I, I mean, this movie is bad, but I feel like there was, uh, I mean. Some, there was some funny there moments. Was some, there were some funny moments. Some okay performances, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, I. Oh, and also one, one last thing I will say, sorry, is that the dynamic audio, I don't know if it's just the torrent, was horrible. I couldn't hear anything anyone was saying, so I turned it up really high, and then immediately a really loud thing would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like a car was, crash or an old lady yeah. moaning. That was pretty typical. Of I a legit lot of thought early I was gonna get like movies. I thought I was gonna get like a noise complaint because I'm like, what did they say? What did they say? Boom! And it's like, oh shit! All right, yeah. turn that down in there. I can tell you're watching Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel really bad having the movie that Nicolas Cage directed be at the bottom of this list. But... Well, to be fair, it just beat out the runner, so it's not at the bottom. Oh, did it? I thought you said it was worse. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I meant better. Oh. oh fuck! Okay. Uh, well then, shit. Okay. Uh, I, so I, it moves on against USS Indianapolis. Men of Courage. What do you think is? Uh, do you think Sunny is better or worse? I think it's better. I think it's better too. Fuck. Okay. Uh, I I I'm I mean, still gonna say it's worse. Honestly, well, I, I don't know if it's gonna go any further. So let's just keep going. Uh, Left Behind. Do we think it's better or worse? Better. I'm gonna say worse. I'm going to actually say better, even though... Oh! Whoa! Even All though right. I... Left Behind is a lot higher than I would put it in this ranking. Okay, that's, totally, that. that's fine. Okay. Um, Versus Arsenal. I would say worse. I'm going to say worse. I'm going to say better. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it just barely beat out Left Behind. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
I'm honestly shocked Sonny's that high, too. <laughs> this that movie was awful. <laughs> I violently hated this let's movie. Let's watch it again. Yeah, let's watch it again. <laughs> um, Just to make sure. Dying of the Light. So this, oh. this movie's first and only appearance was in episode 10, where it lost to Captain Corelli's mandolin, much to Mike's chagrin. Good lord. Um, you know... I don't know if Captain Crowley could be worse than this movie. I don't. I don't imagine um, it because so this movie's really awful. Let I me don't give, remember this movie. I'll give the really brief synopsis. Nicholas Cage plays a CIA agent who has dementia. Yeah. And, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and he's slowly losing his mind, but he wants to catch the terrorist that he's been after yes. for like his entire this career. Is, yeah, and the terrorist like tortured him twenty years ago. This is yeah, one of the worst so. movies ever made. <laughs> it's and you know what's even funnier. So I don't know if you're aware of this too, but like this movie is huge controversial because the studio like like kicked out the director from the editing room and they edited it themselves oh shit so yeah the director had like no say in how this movie was actually going to be like made or like like uh marketed or anything okay and the director says that they like completely butchered his idea for like his vision for the movie mm-hmm. and to this he day, has dementia and he knows yes it's true uh and he's also glowy too uh <laughs> but uh the director literally did a recut version himself that he like made on his computer to like try to like fix this film we should watch that. I, we, instead yeah. of I, Captain Corelli's Mandalorian. And you know what's, fuck, what's <laughs> fucking amazing about it, too, is that he released it directly on Pirate Bay. Oh, wow. But That's I couldn't cool. find it. Damn. I couldn't oh, yeah. probably, find it. He probably released it before it got taken down initially. Oh, possibly, too. But yeah, he initially like released it on Pirate Bay because he's like, oh, yeah, this, this is my vision, and you guys already waste your money on another copy. Huh? Might as well just release this one for free. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, actually, Radiohead got the idea to uh, release in Rainbows, as they did, because of... The way Dying of the Light uh, <laughs> director's cut was released. Even I mean, though, if, if even though In Rainbows it, came out, I think, seven years yeah. before Dying of the Light. Did. I mean, Wait, about <laughs> really? I, I don't remember anything about Dying of the Light. I remember Dying of the Light was a 2014 movie. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And if you think about it, uh, so this movie and uh, Radiohead have a lot in common because they both suck. Mm, Never, I just want to annoy you. I don't. Dying play, of I don't the Light. That. Yeah. I will say though, Dying of the Light is another very <laughs> forgettable Nicolas Cage movie. I don't agree with that. I don't, um, I'm not a huge fan of Radiohead, but they're not that fucking bad. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I will say I like, uh, my opinion on this like movie. Radiohead. This movie's fucking awful. Fifteen. But there's a, a couple really funny scenes. So the one funny scene is where Nick Cage finally confronts the terrorist. I can't remember what his name is. This is like some stereotypical um, shit. Allah Akbar. Yeah, that's it. Um, and he's like, "You fucking did that. You tortured me." And then he's like, "He's like, he literally sounds like Joe Biden. Like he's having sundowning rants like Joe Biden." And then he's like, "You know, you Americans who don't believe in any kind of community, Marx, and it is his idea of class conflict." He's like, he's like talking about Marxian analysis for this guy. It's like, you tortured me. I fucking hate you. Well, not a lot of people know this. Uh... And what's amazing about it too is that, of course, they're both. Old, they're both like crippled, and they're just like yelling at each other. One's like, like glowy reactionary dialogue about how he got tortured. And he's gonna like murder Muslims, and the other guy's like, yeah, but like, have you ever just thought about communism, dude? Like, is this like one of the weirdest scenes I've ever seen in the movie. Otherwise known as the entire internet. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and actually, also, also every Thanksgiving in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <gosh. laughs> um, and also, there's another funny. This one's not like really funny because it's like just. I mean, it ends horribly, but when Nick Cage finally comes back to confront him to kill him, he's like, Solomon, like him, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and he pins him down and stabs him in the eye. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't remember a ton of this movie. I, I, oh I remember God. very little about this movie, uh, other than the fact that it's the worst movie ever made, except for 
one other movie. <laughs> and I will say, though, too, another funny part, and I, I, I genuinely do think this was a great idea, Wait, was, you... <laughs> was uh, so in this movie, this movie partially takes place in Romania, and they shot it in Romania, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is Romania. So it's like, at least you guys aren't fucking lying, and where you, like, set and shot this fucking movie so you can yeah. save a couple bucks. That's I liked that. I was like, good for you. It is You're cool that they shot a scene in Romania in Romania, but I don't know. You can't blame a movie for shooting not on location. Otherwise, you'd have to write off like everything. Oh, that okay. Came I out will of say, I will say set. that that goes to a certain point. Like, if you're mm-hmm. shooting a movie in New York City and instead do it in Toronto, those are both comparable North American cities in a similar region. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about this in a later movie, right? But you can't say, hey, I'm gonna we're gonna set this movie in I don't know some random northeast city and then shoot it in the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. And then also not do anything to cut out obvious like Cyrillic letters yeah. in the background of certain <laughs> scenes. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's very funny. That takes you out of the fucking movie immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I got a review here from Sloga who titled it Dragged On and On and On. Dot, dot, dot. I agree. See that redundancy? <laughs> Wait, is that in the review? No, that's in the title. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Ugh, this one dragged on into perceptuality, which I believe they meant perpetuity, but uh, I skipped forward every 10 seconds numerous times thinking, when does it get good? Never! Three exclamation points. Don't waste your time on this one. One out of five. Also, a good way Uh, to find the, a good way to, to locate the good part of a movie is to skip all the stuff that leads up to it that, uh, you know packs the the punch of the the good part. And you know who also agrees with that review? Literally the director and everybody who was involved with the production of this movie because they boycotted it. Yeah. So you know what? Everybody's right except for the studio on this one. But yeah, um, it did. It certainly did drag on into perceptuality. Now, Dying of the Light versus The Runner. Uh, Is this better or worse than The Runner? I'm going to go better. Uh, Yeah, I'll go better. And uh, I'm also... uh, voting for the director's cut that I have not seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm also voting better than the runner. USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. Better? Just because it was a, the, the, those really funny scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm also saying better because it was shorter. <laughs> yeah, oh, that too. Uh, I, I, I remember this movie being about an hour and 40 minutes, whereas USS Indianapolis, I think, is somewhere past two the hours, two hour mark. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's over two hours. Yeah. Um, I reluctantly say better. Yeah. Uh, left Behind. Better. I'm going to say worse. I'm going to say worse, too. Oh, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, this movie, I hated this movie, so I'm totally fine with it being under left behind. All right. All right. It's a real shame that Captain Corelli's mandolin is not going to be in this ranking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, eventually it'll get to this vote whenever we. Well, you know, know this will win. If, the, this will if win it the gets tournament. eliminated. <laughs> if Captain Corelli's mandolin gets eliminated, that's true. Yeah, we might know. just vote it to the final round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a masochist. I will do whatever it takes. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. So the next movie is Looking Glass, which had its first and only appearance in episode oh. 11, where it lost to Amos and Andrew. I know which movie you're talking about because I was like, wait, what? And then, it's, the, yeah, okay. the, uh, it's a movie that the title is not very good for what it is because I don't remember what the movie is until I see the poster. When I just hear the title, I'm yeah. like, what? I saw uh, this movie like within months after seeing uh, Bad Times at the El Royale or whatever, which is essentially the same thing, but way more interesting. Hmm. Uh, so that's how I remember it. Just like the diet version of Bad Times at the El Royale. 
Yeah, I, I didn't, I was bored by this movie. I didn't hate it, but this movie also kind of reminded me of a, like a, a forgotten mediocre horror from from horror film from the mid two thousands called Vacancy, starring Luke Wilson. Yeah, yeah, but I remember this that. This movie, this movie really reminded me of that one, but without the snuff film element. Uh, yeah, so maybe I should watch those two movies that you just talked about because I liked the concept of this movie, but I thought it had very um, poor execution. So, so I will say the Vacancy. Well, Vacancy also has that same problem. So the plot is very interesting at first. I think the first act is genuinely really fucking horrifying, and the movie falls apart after that first act. Um, yeah. I will say though, it, it is a forgotten horror movie, but, and it's also like 80 minutes long, so it's a short oh, watch. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's better than a lot of horror films that came out at the time, but it is also forgettable, I will say. Yeah. Cause that, that mid 2000s era of horror movies is not one of the stronger like, periods of horror movies. Right. I remember renting vacancy from Blockbuster and never watching it again. Yeah. It's like I said, the 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 actual like story and plot of the movie is interesting. First act's good, then it falls apart. That's my that's my opinion. I will agree with you that I think the the mid two thousands was a pretty low point for horror. But um, but yeah. So a review on Looking Glass. Oh, also, I don't think I described what this movie is. This is where Nicolas Cage owns a motel and he finds one of the mirrors in the rooms is a two way mirror in some uh, weird hidden crawl space that they'd uh, found because they bought this place. Yeah, so he puts like a big mayo jar right under the mirror, mm. just just splat into while he's watching people <laughs> get down to business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so he he just like spies on people um, in there, and then at some point he um, witnesses a murder, and that's pretty much what it's about. What the heck? I was yeah. just trying to get off. And then of course the bad guy ends up being a cop. So yeah, uh, uh, and also uh, I remember specifically he was a cop. And also the worst love interest from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I double hated him. Uh, yeah. So um, I got an Amazon review from Pueblo Jiu Jitsu. Oh. Who titles it, Yeah, It's Weird. Watch it anyway. Um, and they said, five out of five stars. I helped make this movie. So of course oh. I like it. <laughs> it's definitely a strange movie, but what can I say? It's Nick Cage. <laughs> Save that one for the soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and what can I say? Hey, I made it. Um, so check it out. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> and, you know, I will say another review I have too. watch vacancy instead. Um, <laughs> that is a good review. I did not hate this movie. Uh, I, I, I kind of liked it. I don't. What did it go up against? It went up Amos and Andrew. Amos and Andrew. Oh, and no. I think that's I think Amos and Andrew was a far superior film to this one. <laughs> I voted for Looking Glass. I do remember. I that. do remember that. Yeah, um, um, I. I I do think that Amos and Andrew is a better movie in terms of execution, but I do remember when I watched this movie, I didn't hate it. I thought it was actually no, pretty good. I yeah. didn't hate it either. I was just kind of bored. It was, yeah, it was just engaging enough to, like, get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just which, barely. Yeah. And I will say, honestly, cinematography in this movie is pretty good for a late state, like, late Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is well shot and it's well colored. And yeah, well colored too, and stuff yeah. is nice. But yeah, uh, so... Is it better or worse than The Runner? Oh, better. Better. Better, yes. USS Indianapolis Men of Courage? Better. better. Dying of the Light? Better. better. Left Behind? Better. better. Sunny? Better. better. Arsenal? Better. 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 Pay the Ghost? Better. 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 Bangkok Dangerous? I'm going to say better. I'm going to say better. I'm going to say worse, but I uh, okay. respectable opinion. Stolen? Worse. I'm going to say better. <laughs> Let me consult my list. <laughs> oh wow. Um, 
in uh, I have Looking Glass right above Stolen. Really? Yeah. That's okay. hilarious. All right, so go for it. I'm so going to say you, better. Are you agreeing with your past self? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is that the top now? Yeah, it's now at the top. All right, fine. Oh, shit. All right. Um, Next movie. 211. <laughs> oh, no! Oh! First and only appearance on episode 12 where it lost to Inconceivable. A bad movie. By the way, it is inconceivable that this movie lost because it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 211, so- it's 100 less than my favorite band, but hey, I'll watch it. So th- this is a movie about like a bank heist where Nick Cage plays a cop and it also follows the robbers and it also follows a random Interpol and also- agent and it also follows like a kid who's like from high school and like is on a ride along with the cops and it also follows. There's like 18 different stories in this hour and a half long fucking movie. And also don't but- forget too, one of the robbers is played by Nicolas Cage's son. Oh shit! Yeah, the 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 fat guy who kind of looks like Nick Cage is literally Nick Cage's biological son. I don't know yeah, that we even Cage. mentioned that. Yeah, um, I I don't know if we do. I feel like I, we I might believe that's have, the one who know. looks goth in some pictures in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah, he like not he, like, the Asian one. No, the one who looks like a combination of Nick Cage and like fucking Glenn Danzig. <laughs> My dream. So, so, so what are all our opinions on this? Uh, I hated this movie yeah and also and i this was the uh unidentified movie i was talking about before this movie takes place in massachusetts at least for the bank heist scene they literally obviously shot it in romania there's Mm -hmm. literally scenes where they're driving on the road and you can see signs in like romanian alphabet yeah like what (laughs) What? Where in America will you see a sign that's in Romania? <laughs> like I got little imagine, Romania. Uh, yeah, and, you gotta yeah. go to fucking little Slovakia, bro. Yeah, is that right next to where uh, Nick Cage grew up in uh, a fucking Lord of War in New York City? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It is so baffling. And also, you can see road signs that are obviously not American road signs. It's so obvious. And also, there's one scene where the the lady who's like the Interpol agent or whatever, she's driving to the bank heist location, and it's so obviously the green screen boston this way on like the off the highway it looks hilarious i didn't even notice that because if i remember a lot of this movie i was looking at my phone and not the movie yeah no i this I'm was this was in yeah. the thick of the garfield food truck days I yeah. Think. yeah i uh, hated this movie and for me anyways this might be the single worst not my least favorite but this might be the single worst movie i've seen for the show mm-hmm. um look i like to throw around a lot of statements worst movie ever made Worst movie that we've watched, etc. This is legitimately the worst movie that I have watched for this podcast. Um, I, I, I would say this is definitely in the bottom two. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Okay, that's wild. Uh, it's like okay, that yeah, we're all pretty much in agreement. This movie fucking blows chunks. Bottom three at least. Uh, but yeah, it's it. This is a fucking awful movie. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Uh, so against the stank. Oh no, wait! Don't we have a review? Oh yes, an Amazon review. I'm sorry. Um, so this comes from Charles, who titles their review, Great! With three exclamation points. Fucking Charles. Yes, dot, dot, dot. It's a popcorn movie, dot, dot, dot. But a great one, dot, dot, dot. Intense from the beginning to the end, dot, dot, dot. The only thing I was disappointed by was, dot, dot, dot. Asterixes. Spoilers below. 
What is with all these uh, these people? <laughs> that that the bank president who was killed on his anniversary dot dot dot, and nothing about his wife who was waiting for him dot dot dot. <laughs> That's five stars. <laughs> what? Five stars. <laughs> Um, I honestly, I have absolutely no idea what they're referring to with that spoiler. I don't know Um, what they're saying, but out with it already. (laughs) What the fuck? It's like, listen, spoilers. What happened to the wife? What happened to the wife? Um, But yeah, no. uh, What happened to David uh, Miscavige's wife? It's true. Well, I know, you know that David Miscavige's dad lives in West Allis. Really? Yeah. Ron Miscavige moved to West Allis. What the fuck? Well, didn't you ever notice that there's actually there? Well, there isn't anymore, but there was a Scientology Center on like fucking like 92nd in Oklahoma. Yes, or something. Yes. it was literally down the street from where his the, dad lived in West Allis. So I, they could spy on him. Just the weirdest, tiniest like Scientology Center in the middle of Wisconsin. Yes, mm-hmm. it's there. That's because, always baffled me, but now it makes so much sense. Yeah, it's there because it's Ron Miscavige lives in, Holy West, shit. lives in West Allis. Yeah, that's crazy. It's fucking hilarious, isn't it? He's not even from Wisconsin. He's like from New York or something. Yeah. But he's like, I'm just going to find a random town. West Allis. They're not going to find me. Oh, no shit. They found me. My wow. mother to this day uh, thinks that I am either a Scientologist or I want to be uh, because <laughs> I always – I talk about Scientology a lot because I find it very interesting. It's fascinating. Very fascinating. Um, and one time uh, I went to – uh, LA with my mom and I expressed interest in wanting to see the celebrity center like the oh, big Scientology shit. building yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and she no matter what I said would not believe that I wanted to see it just because she I for some reason thought I wanted to go in there and become a pedophile uh, <laughs> well then you later are like I'm going to make a podcast where I talk about pedophiles all the time <laughs> uh, mom if you're listening uh Press volume down. Volume down. Hey, Siri, volume down. <laughs> so, uh, the vote. The runner. Is this is better or worse. I'm just going to, I'm going out there worse. I have a question. Yes. <laughs> what movie are we talking about? Is this 11, too okay. 11. Uh, worse. <laughs> you even spoke it a lot. <laughs> um, it's okay. Well, I would actually. Nah, it's worse than The Runner. Fuck yeah. yeah. I love how you unanimously were like, yeah, this movie's fucking trash. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, aside from that one guy who gave it five stars <laughs> saying it was great, um, I don't know of anyone who could watch that and be like, yeah, that was a good movie. Because it wasn't. Um, Christmas Carol, the movie. Ugh. Oh, God. Uh, so this is the one from like 2000 or 2001. It's an did animated you movie. Watch this one, did I did, yeah. Mm. I- why? <laughs> because I wanted to complete the bracket. I, see, that's fair. I, I literally I, watched every one of these movies. I respect completionism in all forms. <laughs> I just can't imagine getting to Christmas Carol and being like, I have to do it. I have to. I think I that's where I had to. Even as uh, like someone who is uh, a completionist themselves, <laughs> I feel like I would have tapped out at the Christmas story. I almost did. I was like, oh man, this is a this is a fucking arduous journey, but I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I gotta do it. Well, I yeah. respect you for that. I do respect you for going through all of the worst shit that you <laughs> you got on at a point where you were in the clear and didn't yeah. have to see the worst of the worst yeah. anymore and decided to go back and do it. You several bullets and then <laughs> jumped back yeah. in front of them. I was like that guy who jumped in to get that nut shot in Arsenal. <laughs> um, I did it in slow-mo too, so I got all the pain. But that yeah, is true. This 
this is the animated version of A Christmas Carol from like 2000 or 2001 that was I'm directed say, by Jimmy it, T. Murakami. Um, it, I'm going to say one of the animated versions. I uh, am not sure if that's true, but it has to be. Yes, and I don't think we have to do a plot synopsis because it's fucking Christmas Carol. Yeah, Everybody but knows I mean, Christmas it Carol. actually does differ from most adaptations. It makes up oh, a wait, lot really? of shit. Uh, yeah, okay. And it's a lot shorter. For anyone who's not familiar, Tiny Tim is this kid, and both of his arms are broken. <laughs> he's a fucking piece of shit. He can't jack <laughs> off his arms. Yeah. yeah, he's a greedy piece of shit. Uh, and Which s- really sucks because he's just hitting puberty. Yeah, <laughs> he's believe, just um, trying to jack off, but he's got these two broken arms, right? Well, that's the thing. I don't know why. Well, his mom helped him out later on. Uh, but I don't understand why they got uh, like a ukulele player from the 70s to be in this movie. Are you talking about Jason Morass's dad? Yes, Tiny Tim is Jason Mraz's dad, yes. Uh <laughs> Well, um so I guess I don't well, think I, I mentioned made a Tiny it. Tim ukulele player oh. reference of 2021. I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> uh I don't think I mentioned it, but this first and only appearance was in episode 13 where it lost to National Treasure Book of Secrets, the second National Treasure movie. Um but yeah, I don't know what 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 did you think of this, Taylor? I it was just boring. It's it was bo- boring. I think the animation was awful. Yes. Um. Thankfully, it is relatively short, but it feels so long. Mm-hmm. It feels like a two and a half, three hour long yeah. movie. It felt like I was like trapped in Sunday school mm-hmm. and like being shown this movie. <laughs> and the fact that Nick Cage's in it is literally the only thing notable about it for me. Yeah. And he's barely um, in it. He's the ghost of. He's the ghost of future past. Uh, he no. He's the Days ghost of, of Jacob Marley. He's the ghost of <laughs> Days of Future Past. Is that what? He is? He's the ghost of Jacob Marley, and he has maybe two minutes. Yeah, of yeah. Jacob I, Marley, well, one of the lesser actually, known whalers. So fun fact: before I watched this movie, I tried finding it on YouTube first, but I found it on some obscure website at some point. Mm. It was missing like five minutes of it too, but that was the only version I could find. But I looked it up on YouTube, and the first link was like all Nick Cage's scenes in the description. It said, "So you don't have to watch this piece of crap movie." With Nick Cage moments. <laughs> Well, shout out to that hero who yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy braver than the troops. Seriously, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, this uh, this is a really bad adaptation. I don't hate the story of Christmas Carol inherently. It's just oh, yeah, like, it's fine. I the just, animation of this is just not good. It's, it's very bad good. animation. Is this a Disney movie? No, not at all. No. I thought it was like some like big production company. There was a guy named Jimmy T. Murakami who's done two things of note that I can think of. There's one called. Uh, when the wind blows and uh that's that's actually a pretty good movie from the 80s mm. about like two an old couple during like nuclear holocaust oh um, shit okay <laughs> and uh then he also made a 20 minute short called the snowman about a snowman that comes to life that i mainly remember because i had gotten a vhs of it as a gift when i was a kid and it scared the living fuck out of me and oh, oh, it so had the this, same ugly animation this guy but... ripped off the uh, ja- uh the henry rollins movie jack frost yes, yes. <laughs> okay but yeah, this not a good movie. It's a um, real stinker. Every version of a Christmas Carol I've seen besides this is better than this. <laughs> so <gasps> even the Jim Carrey version? Um, I actually haven't even watched that one. But, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, so I got a review from Eric Outfleet, who says great and sophisticated production. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So this is a wonderfully complicated production using traditional themes from the original Dickens story. Do not allow yourself to think this animated version to be a simple modern cartoon. It is a version that will be entertaining to families without being hollow. I encourage everyone that wants a traditional version of the story to consider this version. Dot, dot, dot. It is excellent. Dot, dot, dot. 
five stars. So fun fact, this person worked on the movie and yeah, they're shilling for it. Well, <laughs> either that or they thought they were reviewing Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah. Also saying it's a Eight traditional version of this the movie. <laughs> Even saying it's a traditional version of the story is not correct because they add it's, a bunch of shit like Yeah, specifically mouse. not a traditional <laughs> adaptation. But yeah, um, 211, better or worse? I'm going to say better. It's better, uh, partly because I think this version is only like an hour and 10 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I honestly uh, put this in 211 right down at the bottom for me to piss all over. <laughs> uh, but I'll say better. <laughs> the runner? Uh, You know what? Fuck the runner. I'll say better. I'm going to say better. Just, oh, that's a rough I'll, one, though. I'll that say- is very rough. I'm actually going to say worse than the runner, but that's totally um, fair. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, USS Indianapolis. Worse. I'm going to say worse. It's worse. Yeah. Okay. So Christmas Carol, the movie. Also, for the record, I'm pretty sure this one is just Christmas Carol, not a Christmas Carol. It's oh. Christmas Carol colon the movie. Uh, I got a now. Uh, granted, Jess, we need to know better or worse. American Carol. Oh God! This is actually <laughs> better than American Carol, yeah, which may actually be uh, the worst movie I've ever seen. Is in it my life. better or worse than uh, Carol Baskin? Uh, <laughs> Carol Baskins. I would say Carol Baskins is better than this. Movie. Now, what's better, Baskin Robbins? Um, well, I, there's 31. For I don't riots. like to say good things about very large corporations, but um, um, but I'll say that their Baskin Robbins is better than uh, Carol Baskins and Christmas Carol. Okay, that's, that's uh, really fair. By Jimmy Murakami. <laughs> okay. By the way, uh, the best Murakami. Mm-hmm. That's true. Next, we got the Humanity Bureau, which Dave saw. He was he was our guest on that episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Humanity Bureau. <laughs> was this the one that was uh, that had Charlie from Lost, or is this the one that had uh, the same plot as the movie Hostage? Um, this oh, is... no, Charlie from Lost was... Trespass. That was it. Yeah. But that was in the was, same episode as this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't remember the Humanity Bureau fucking at all. I, yeah. I remember the one with, uh, you know, that was just Hostage because I like the movie Hostage, so it was just like a new version of Hostage. This is the one that takes place in a post-apocalyptic society where there's not much clean water and there is almost no food anymore, and there's like basically a fascist government that's like kind of taking people away if they can't work and yeah they, they, they go to a magical place away mm-hmm. from the from the modern world where they just get to live happily ever after uh and nick cage basically plays like the guy who sends them away or one mm-hmm. of the agents I should and say. he has a change of heart and tries to help uh, a mother and her child escape. and at first first you're just like why and then spoiler alert it's because it's nick cage's child yeah I remember okay. this as the one I... movie with uh an appearance uh donald trump on a newspaper Yes. Oh, yeah. At the beginning scene of the movie, uh, Nick Cage finds a guy in a random apartment. He's like, I had dinner with the president. And he like tries to kill him. And then you later find out he was like the former governor of Colorado. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Jared Polis is in this movie? Uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yes. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that was a good makeup job. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He embraces chaos. Uh, and then you, you find Dave? out, you find out, so Nick Cage is like, oh, I'm going to expose the secrets of this fascist government. And then you find out that the place where they send all the non-working people is just, is just Auschwitz. Yeah. Like, it's literally just Auschwitz. Yeah. And they got gas chambers and everything. They killed, I think, like, six, six plus million, I think they say. I don't remember how they, many. I think they, they say they come. literally killed, like, the entire Holocaust worth of people in this mm-hmm. fucking place. That, um, yeah, that like, wouldn't surprise me. I don't remember uh, much of this movie, but. 
I believe that I saw it, and, like, I'm not disputing that, but I don't remember this fucking movie at all. Well, I, just, <laughs> just on the, the fact, pipe, Dave. The, the fact that they decide, like, oh, yeah, we're going to put Auschwitz in this fucking random-ass Nick Cage movie. It's like, oh, you went there. You went there, okay. Well, they were trying to set up a universe where he meets Magneto. Dave, uh, uh, I will say that I don't blame you for not remembering this movie because it's not a very memorable no, one. No, it's very yeah, forgettable. I, yeah, no, I'm totally with that. I don't... <laughs> I, I gotta piss, you man. And you know what I will say though too. It is it is <laughs> very it is very like hopeful that in a post apocalyptic America, the uh, the idea that the government is basically doing like literal Nazi Holocaust shit would make the people rise up because living in America, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, uh, I mean, living in America that isn't post apocalyptic, where the government is doing some literal yeah. Nazi shit. Uh, oh, and, well, actually, worse than Nazi shit, we're doing Ustasi shit because we opened up a concentration camp for children. Mm. So we're doing worse. Well, I mean, than the Nazis, Nazis didn't exactly moment. discriminate with children. Uh, well, actually, the Ustasi were the only Axis power to have a concentration camp solely for children. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the like Nazis the just thing. put the kids in with everybody else. But, uh, yeah, but, but to be fair, like I said, the Ustasi had a camp just for children where they did the exact same shit, but just to children. Oh, okay. So, hmm. In fact, the Ustasi were so bad that the Nazis were like, dude, you got to chill it out a little bit. <laughs> like, we're trying to be efficient, but not that efficient. <laughs> Slow down. Um, Which literally did happen, by the way. Um, anyways, uh... You got a good Amazon review for us? Yeah, yeah. I got one from Terrells, who titles their review, Weak. Now, Weak, like, oh, this is the week, or, hey, this is weak as shit. I, well, we'll I find out every week. Seriously? Quote, hero, unquote, stumbles over stunningly hot model who supposedly is barely surviving on a barren farm in a wasteland, yet somehow can afford professional hair, makeup, teeth, and skincare, shaved and manicured legs that definitely have some costly product put on them, along with a push-up bra. And, quote, heroically, does everything to save her and her son. Translation, he wants to get into her pants, so he's suddenly all civic-minded. Tired, tired, tired. So Donald Trump wrote that review. I uh, guess, yeah. Well, I, honestly, I was perusing through the reviews for this one, and pretty much all of them were talking about, like, this lady is really fucking hot, and what the fuck? I'm mad about <laughs> okay, this hot so, lady. <laughs> now, to be fair, though, I will say that is a very common problem with a lot of post-apocalyptic media is that everyone looks very well-fed. They do. So, they, like, in yeah. any post-apocalyptic media that has, like... And well-groomed. Like, I, and, uh, you know, and I'm not proud of this, but I've watched most of The Walking Dead. Most of the people in that well, TV show time. are very, like, well-fed, fit people. It's like, it is a post-apocalypse where everybody turns into a zombie the second they get scratched. Everyone would be, like, emaciated. Yeah. You can't have characters who are fat in that apocalyptic of an event. You yep. literally can't have that happen. Where would you grow the fucking food for it? Yeah. Like the only reason well, people are as fat as they are is about like a famine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, really. And the fact that people are as fat as they are in the well, the developed world is because of our hyper developed societies. Like up until what, like forty years ago, nobody was fat except for the ultra rich. Yeah, it's somewhere around the eighties that that we suddenly start to have a bit of an obesity epidemic, and you'll notice that it's actually correlated with the introduction of high fructose corn syrup in which is very true. Diet. But, um, but, um, but nonetheless, though, like any post-apocalyptic media has like well-fed, fit people in it. It's like that that's not how that fucking works. Mm -hmm. It bothers the fuck out of me. And to be I, fair, uh, I don't I don't want people to become anorexic just for a movie role, but do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah, listen, I'm not pro Anna except when you're trying to get a movie role. Um, okay. 211. So this is the Humanity Bureau, better or worse? Better. Better, I guess. It's better. The Runner, better or worse? Better. Better. Um, I would honestly say that The Runner is a more competently made, better movie than this, but 
I would rather watch the Humanity Bureau again. So Fair. I'm, I'm going to say better. Christmas Carol movie. Better. 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 USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. Better. Uh, I'm going to say better. I'm going to also say better. Dying of the Light. I'm also going to say better. I'm going to say worse. Hmm. And the Humanity mm-hmm. Bureau is a movie that should get me because, like, weird sci-fi shit. It was a nice, like, change-up from most uh, Nicolas Cage movies. So I was actually excited to watch it. And then it was just kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was a very underdeveloped. Like, everything in the story was interesting, but they never developed anything. Mm-hmm. Except for the Holocaust part. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I'm going to say it's better. Better? You said better? I said better, too, yes. Okay. Uh, left Behind. Oh, fuck. You know, mm. uh, it's I'm- better. <laughs> I'm going to uh, say better. I'm going to say better. Look, <laughs> I will say Left Behind is shockingly much higher than it should be. I would put it at the very bottom. So yeah, we're at the yeah, point where yeah, you yeah. said better. I said better. What are you saying? Uh, I'm, I'll say better. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. What you said. Oh, I'd say worse, actually. Sorry. I got worse than Left Behind? behind? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Then we managed to push it through still because me and no, him no, voted No, totally better. fine. I just wanted my opinion to be out there. Uh, Sunny? I, I'm, I'm going to go better. I'm, I'm going to say worse. I'm going to actually say it's better than Sunny. Um, <laughs> because those are both two things that okay, are... Okay, something weird's happening with the voting now. <laughs> Didn't... Wait, so it's... Okay, no. No, no, I, no So I, we have Sunny and different left... things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is where it gets complicated as it goes yeah. up. So even though it might have started off like, oh, this one was better, it's like, and kind of on a second thought, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, so this is just like what? a conglomeration <laughs> of our opinions. Yeah, we're just like, it's yeah. very complicated. I it gets say. complicated around Left Behind because Taylor well, and I uh, pushed it up there yeah. and Jess is like, slow down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. When it comes yeah. back around to Left Behind. But didn't Taylor just say that it was it was worse than Left Behind, but now it's better than, but Taylor just voted for it. Yeah, but in Taylor's but. mind, Left Behind should be above this movie yeah a lot behind for me right now this bracket will be just behind stolen <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> yeah. okay so that yeah that's I, I i can understand that being confusing yeah we all very differing opinions yeah. so. don't just don't think about it <laughs> listeners like this is kind of stream of consciousness <laughs> stuff at the moment and same with I, I love it though this what, is great so far what i am gonna say before i turn this microphone off for another extended period of time is that <laughs> i at least remember left behind <laughs> I, I, all I remember about the Humanity Bureau is the title. I, I don't remember anything else. About I it. remember it just because it's a weird sci-fi thing. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason for that is that they thought of the title first and then made a movie about it. Well, what if there was a thing called the Humanity Bureau? Yeah. What, what could that be? 100%. Yeah, they found the title and they worked around it. From exactly. There. I, I actually remember it because it's one of the most unique premises in this whole bracket. I agree. Um... Still worse than Sunny for my money. Yeah, <laughs> I think this money is Sunny. Like I just don't, this isn't about that. Okay, well, hold on. Against uh, Arsenal, it's still advancing. By the way, uh, Arsenal is it better or worse? I think it's better. I think it's better. It gets better. Yeah, because pay uh, the ghost. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's worse. I will say worse also. Yeah, it's worse than pay the ghost. Okay. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Pay the ghost is relatively high. Y'all got this all fucked up. <laughs> hey, Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to tear us apart for this episode. Oh, yeah. But I'm ready for it. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I am too. Hi, everybody. This is Jess and Post. This ended up being a much longer episode than we had initially planned for, so we've decided to split this into two parts. The next part will come out next week at our regular time. 
So tune in next week if you would like to hear that. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye.